Welcome to Simply Christ. Welcome to 2023, a new year. My name is Mark Shepard. Glad you are here with us and you're kicking off the second day of January, at least this is when it was recorded, of 2023. Our goal is to help you in your spiritual life to grow spiritually speaking, not religiously speaking. Our goal is to help us to see the Christian life as what it truly is. Walk a journey, a life, a race, however you want to call it, into the spiritual world, the spiritual realm. And this is what this channel is all about. This podcast is all about. We also have a YouTube channel, Simply Christ. Check that out as well. We are looking at discouragement. And if you have not been able to listen to the last podcast on discouragement, I would encourage you to do so. Pardon the pun. Go back and listen to the last episode, and it will give you a beginning as to a part one as to how we can overcome discouragement. And generally speaking, what we are looking at is how to become more encouraged, to have courage to go live the life that we've been called to live, live especially as followers of Jesus, because I don't think I have to explain or to go into any detail as to some of the problems that we as Christians are facing more and more. Not that there's ever been an easy time, but we are entering into a new phase. The last two to three years have been quite disturbing from around the world. And while here in the United States, we are not having our doors kicked in and dragged off to prison, I do know that in other countries, even some in Europe, that if you do not use the correct words, you will be imprisoned. And that is scary, folks, because what that means is that if you do not say certain things that someone wants you to say, then you can be thrown into prison. Could you imagine how far is it to where we are going to be put in jail for not saying things that somebody else wants us to say? And that could be saying that a certain individual is supreme over God. So let's just understand that we are going to be facing more and more of these kind of things, infiltrating many lives all across the world. This is no longer something you read about in and maybe some country where they're persecuting Christians. It's slowly starting to creep into our world. And how long it's going to be before it reaches that point, I have no idea. I'm not going to sit here and try to prophesy anything as many people try to prophesy and turn out to be wrong. I'm not going to do that. But I do know that you don't have to be a weatherman to go outside and see the storm clouds gathering to say, hey, I think it's going to rain, right? So let's look at what we can do to overcome any discouragement that we're facing or going to face. And the good news is that the spiritual life brought to you by Jesus is one that will help us to live in any circumstance that we find ourselves in. Jesus dealt with the hardest things of life, and he overcame. Why? So we can overcome. And that is what we should be doing. Again, go back and listen to the last episode, but I'm going to recap quickly as to what we discussed. So uh, it's been a while since we were able to put together a podcast. So just real quickly, examine the self. Remember, stop and do an honest evaluation of why we are discouraged. Is it because we're envious? Is it because of something in our past that we've not dealt with? Maybe we're not accepting God's forgiveness. Maybe it's just spiritual emptiness in that we're fed up with our spiritual life is not really a spiritual life. It's more of a church life. And maybe we're at that point where God is wanting to take us to the next point, uh, the next point in our life. And the other one we looked at, of course, is changing our expectations, knowing that 
the the culture makes uh, being a disciple very difficult, and sometimes we will try to mix our discipleship with the secular world, and that doesn't work either. But Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7 that the spiritual life is going to be difficult. Enter into the narrow gate, because broad is that gate. Well, that's living a difficult spiritual life, okay? So remember that. The next one we're looking at now in our second part is remember that the spiritual life is a process. We have to understand that once we become followers of Jesus, we are going through a process. And this process is one in which we are going to start off as babes, as infants in Christ. Remember, when we become a Christian, if you are a new Christian, you do not start off as a deeply spiritual person. It's not how this works. We have things we have to deal with, we have to overcome in our life, just like a person who's born, who's first born into the physical realm. We have to understand it's the same thing in the spiritual realm. The person, the baby who's born, they don't start walking right away, do they? No, of course not. They don't even crawl. They can't even sit up. They need constant care. Then from there, they start to grow. And the more that they grow, the deeper that they grow, the more they are able to do things. They're able to sit up. They're able to crawl. They're able to walk. They're able to grow and start taking more difficult teaching or teaching that's going to help them become stronger in their relationship with God. It's even the same way in our physical life. If we are not growing, then there's something wrong with us spiritually, or physically rather, correct? If we are 20 years old and we're still in diapers, we have a problem. If we're still being bottled fed or breastfed at 20 years old, there's an issue there. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. Unfortunately, we have too many people who are living as babes in Christ for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and then they wonder why are they discouraged. It's because they're not growing. We're not meant to stagnate as Christians and becoming a spiritually deep Christian. Growth is not about how much we know. It's not about how much we have underlined our Bibles. It's not about how many books we've memorized. And I repeat that because that is a fallacy that we find so often in Christianity is the more that we studied our Bibles and the more we looked at our Bible, the stronger we've become. Now, yes, we can grow from that and we should grow from that. But to think and equate that growth and spiritual strength comes from knowledge of how much we know of Scripture is not true, because there are many people who are very knowledgeable about their Scriptures, but they have no spiritual fruit whatsoever. So remember, it's not about the fact of how long we've been looking in the Word, but our process of growth. It means that if we are Christians, remember, Jesus said, if you want to be into the kingdom, you must be born again. Well, a person who's born spiritually starts off very slowly. If you are a new Christian and you are dealing with the discouragement of, of not being able to overcome sins or habits, don't be discouraged. Just look to see and understand that it's a process. We are growing or should be growing. Look for other areas in which you are growing. Maybe you're not growing in this, but maybe you're growing in another area. And this area that you're having difficulty in is a, 
as a wall that you have to go through. It's a very difficult thing. Uh, for instance, let's look at a person who's going through college and they're doing very, very well in school. They're getting straight A's, but in math, they're having a difficult time. Do they say, well, I'm just a rotten student in everything? No, they're a good student in everything, but they're having difficulty in math. Do they give up? No. What they do is they take more remedial classes, they start learning more about this, and they get back to the basics so they can go and grow in the math that they need to, to learn, and so they can become more able to handle more difficult problems. It's the same way in the spiritual realm. Look in the areas in which you are growing. So be encouraged in knowing that it's a process and that you are very well growing in other areas and don't give up on those areas and don't give them in the area in which you need to grow. Just remember that you have to start maybe a little harder or uh, put more effort into letting the Spirit develop you in this and, and watching and examining those areas and why you are not growing in that. So don't be discouraged. Jesus' disciples went through a process. Even Peter went through a process. All of them went through a process. They all grew and they learned. They found the things in which they needed to grow from spiritually, and they grew in those areas. Look at Peter of what he was like from a fisherman who just had a real difficult time trusting some of the things that Jesus— I know we give Peter a hard time, unfortunately, but um, that's unfortunate because he's, I think he's one of the stronger members of the group. But then we see First and Second Peter, and we see just about a different person. You kind of wonder if Peter even wrote it. Did Peter even write that? Because he's different. He's thinking and talking different. He's a spiritually mature person, and it took time to be, to be developed. So understand that it is a process of change, and it takes time. Discipleship is about changing from one state to another. Again, it's about that growth. We go for, go from infancy to a toddler to being a young person, then to adolescent, and then to being a teenager and adult and then older adult. We do the same thing in the physical life. Why will we not accept it in the spiritual realm? It's the same way. And that's why we always have to be careful about judging others as to where they stand. We never want to judge somebody as to where they stand and say that you're not a Christian. Now, of course, there's something we have to be on guard for is the leaven, the, the, those individuals who pretend to be Christians but are not. And we know them by their fruit, by their lack of spiritual development. And we're talking about individuals that have no bearing whatsoever on Christ and just say his name only. We should see some type of spiritual development in one way, shape, or another. We should be seeing some type of growth. But just remember, we should be very careful about going around, pointing out to people, saying, you're not a Christian because you're not doing this. Understand, it's a growth. Let Jesus be the one to determine who is a follower of his and who is not a follower of his. We just need to be on guard and be careful if we see individuals who proclaim to be Christian, but they're really not, uh, by their fruit, they're, they're showing that they're not. We just need to be on guard, wise as serpents, but harmless as doves, and let God make that final call. Our job is not to take someone throwing them into hell because we do not think that they're not in the position to where they should be. So we understand that it is a process. Jesus is the one who sees where they really are in relationship to him. 
The next one is to listen to the Spirit. This is a very crucial one. They're all crucial, I think. But if we want to be encouraged, we need to learn to listen to the Spirit. Let me ask you something. Wouldn't it be great to go back and be close to Jesus? How many times have we wished, if I could only get in a time machine and go back in this time machine and sit at Jesus' feet and ask him questions, and, oh, life would be so much different. And it probably would be to some extent. I used to think the same thing as well. However, I started looking and found John chapter 16, verses 6 through 13 to prove me wrong. I know that sounds strange because we think that going back in time, things would be so much different. It would be so much of a better Christian. But go back and look at John chapter 16 and get your times, get your Bible, your your app, whatever you're reading it on. John 16, verses 6 through 13. Let me read this. And this is from the Aramaic Scriptures. For I have told you all these things, and sorrow has come and has filled your hearts. Now, what Jesus is talking about here is he's telling them that he's leaving them. But I'm speaking the truth unto you, that it is better for you that I go. For if I don't go, the advocate, the helper, will not come unto you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, let me stop there for a second. Did you hear what Jesus just said? He says, but I am speaking the truth to you that it is better for you that I go. For if I don't go, the helper, the the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit, who he's talking about, will not come unto you. Jesus is actually saying it's better for him to go so he can send the Holy Spirit to us. We have this idea in Christianity, and we're all guilty of this. I am too to where we treat the Holy Spirit like a vice president. Let's say, for instance, the president is going to come speak to us, and something happens and he's not able to be there, so we send the vice president. The vice president's important. Yes, of course, it's really neat to have the vice president come speak, but we really want the president, right? But that's not how this is. That's not how it really is in the spiritual realm. What Jesus is saying, it seems to be just about the opposite, because he's saying, it is better for you that I go, for if I don't go, the helper, the advocate can't come to you. Jesus is saying there's something better coming, and that better coming is the Spirit. And what's the Spirit? The Spirit is this advocate, this helper, this spiritual guide, this counselor. This spiritual guide, this counselor comes to us. Now, when he comes to us, he guides us, right? Let's look at what the next verses say. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and concerning righteousness and concerning judgment, concerning sin because they don't believe in me, then concerning righteousness because I go to my Father and you will not see me again, then concerning judgment because the ruler of this world, age, is judged. Again, there is much I have to say to you, but you are not able to grasp it now. But when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you unto all truth. For he will not speak from his soul's mind, but rather all that he will hear. That one will speak. He and he will make the future known to you. That, my friends, is incredible is an incredible statement. It's incredible teaching what Jesus is saying here. So I want us to understand that we need to listen to the Spirit because the Spirit is the one that takes it from where Jesus has put it and grows and blossoms it. But if we're not listening to the Spirit, 
then what? We can't grow. We can't be encouraged. I say that we're not encouraged. I say that we're discouraged because we don't spend time listening to the Spirit of God guiding us unto truth, shaping us, changing us, making us, developing the spiritual fruit. That's what his job is. It's his role is to take that and move us unto the deeper things. Jesus himself told his disciples, says, I've got so much more that I want to tell you, but you are not able to grasp it now. But when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you unto all truth. So what are we supposed to do with this? What does it mean to listen to the spirit? I know it means that we go read our Bibles. Now, yes, that's partly true. There's truth in that. And I'm not going to say that you don't go do that. Don't misunderstand me. But how many times have we read scriptures and we still find ourselves discouraged? I used to read scriptures, I mean, looking for an answer to discouragement simply by reading scriptures all the time, but it didn't happen. But it's not until I started listening to the Spirit speak to me and having this relationship with the Spirit and listening to His voice, that's when I started finding myself growing and coming out of my discouragement because what was happening is the Spirit was speaking to me personally. It was a personal message. When you look at the greats of old, and what I mean by the greats of old, I'm talking about people like uh, Thomas Akempis, who wrote The Imitation of Christ, uh, Francis de Salle, who wrote uh, The Devout Life, uh, individuals like uh, John of Clamicus, I believe it is, The Ladder of Divine Ascent, and St. John of the Cross, who wrote The Dark Night of the Soul and The Ascent of Mount Carmel. And those are many, many more. Those were early, early church writers. I'm talking about four, five, six hundred uh, years, of, well, fourth or fifth century, and even some maybe six, seven hundred years ago. These individuals were close to God because they listened to the Spirit. Their lives were different because they listened to the Spirit. Sundar Singh, as many of you know who've been part of this podcast and a YouTube channel, and we actually on our YouTube channel have books, audiobooks by the Sadhu Sundar Singh, who is a former Sikh who became a Christian. He was encouraged because he spent time with his master. That's what we're supposed to do. We are not encouraged. We find ourselves discouraged because we don't listen to the Spirit. Our spiritual lives, as we describe them to be what we call spiritual, is uh, head knowledge of verses and scriptures, and then saying a prayer where we say, Dear God, thank you for this day and all these things, but we never listen to them. We never listen to this word, and partly it's because of fear. Well, we might hear something that's not of God. I'm going to tell you to stop that for a second. If you're truly, honestly seeking for God, God is not going to throw you something that's bad. Jesus himself said that if you ask for a fish, He's not going to give you a stone or you ask for something good, giving a snake. You know the verse, what I'm alluding to here, and I'm sorry if I've got it mixed up. He's not going to give us something bad for us. He's going to fulfill us with what we need. We think of God as some kind of trickster or he's not going to provide for us. You're searching. I know you're honestly searching, but you haven't said the magic abracadabra words and then I'll give it to you. If you're a child of his and you're searching, listen to him. He's going to give it to you. Just remember where it comes from and who it comes from. Listen to the spirit of truth. He's going to guide you into all the truth. That's what we have to do. If we want to know God's ways, if we want 
to listen uh, to and know what his desires are, we have to listen to the Spirit. That means in the middle of the night, when you feel yourself up, concerned about something, you go sit down in a quiet place and you say, Lord, speak to me. And you listen. That's what it is. Sometimes we don't hear from the Spirit because we're too busy babbling and talking. And God is saying, you know, I sure would like to get a word edgewise if you would. But then we say, no, thank you very much. Jesus name, amen, and go. And God's going, okay, well, I had a message for you, but you didn't want to listen to it. And then we wonder what's going on. He's going to provide the answers, maybe not as quickly as we want him to, but he will provide those answers. So again, listen to the Spirit. Next podcast, we're going to talk about the steps of listening to that spirit. And we've already talked a little bit about them, but we're going to reiterate them in our next podcast. So let's just go through quickly and reiterate some of the things of what we talked about, tie the two podcasts together, and we get a good idea of what it is that we want to to do to overcome our discouragement. First of all, examine the self. Look at the self. Stop and do an honest evaluation of why we are discouraged. What is the reason that we're discouraged? Are we discouraged because we're envious maybe of somebody's ministry or envious of something to where we want what somebody else has? Is it a past sin that we haven't decided to give up to Jesus? Is it because we're really not accepting God's forgiveness? Also, changing our expectations. Know what it means to be a Christian. Change those expectations of the what it means to be a follower of Jesus, the spiritual life, the the depth of the spiritual life. Understand and change those expectations of what it means to be a Christian. Remember that it is a process. We're working out the salvation with fear and trembling. It's growth. It's spiritual growth from where we were to where we are. We should be different. And that's what I want. I want 2023 to be a year in which you grow, I grow, we all grow to where the next time we have a podcast, and well, we're going to have one before that, but in our first podcast of 2024, we will go, wow, I'm a totally different person. Remember that it is a process and listen to the Spirit. Look for Jesus, see Jesus, and expect him to have this closeness with him through the Spirit. Again, I encourage you. I want you to have a great 2023. I want it to be great. I want you to grow and be the best you can for God. Until next time, God bless. Music.